Looking to grow your Instagram fan base? As our guest Will Hardison explains, it takes a little creative collaboration. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I am getting a chance to talk to a good friend of mine who has left the Indianapolis area, but through the magic of social media, we've stayed in touch. Our guest today is Will Hardison, who is the Director of Marketing at Audio Advice. Hey, Will. Hey, Lorraine. How are you? I'm really good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show today. Will, over the years, you've done a lot of different things. When our paths first crossed, you were running your own marketing agency and you were working with businesses to grow their fan base. It looks like you're now doing that for one client. Yes. Yep. Yep. I took a full-time job. (laughs) You know, I am a big fan of other people writing checks. You know what? It's been a wonderful change. Um, There's nothing wrong with owning your own business, as you know, but it comes with a lot of extras uh, that you have to deal with. It actually worked out perfectly. It was about a year or so ago. Uh, My wife and I sat down. This was before any job offers had come in. And, you know, we were starting to plan for a family. And so it it takes a little of the pressure off when somebody else writes a check. So it was was, uh, magical when a phone call came in and it was actually a recruiter that had a job opportunity in a dream industry of mine. So everything lined up. Awesome. I'm really excited for you. But today I want to pick your brain about, and I imagine it's something that you still work with a lot, is Instagram and really talking about using Instagram as a marketing tool. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's something that I love using as a marketing tool before kind of going into so the dream industry was actually the job before my current job is the sneaker industry and as you know sneaker collectors tend to be skewed a little bit younger so facebook didn't make a ton of sense linkedin obviously didn't make a ton of sense um really any sense at all and so we we settled on instagram as our main point of focus for that demographic awesome and so As you're starting, if if you're giving advice to a company that's thinking about starting an Instagram program, where do you start? Well, I think there's two places that I would say you should start. One, the classic uh, advice of understand your audience, Um, understand what they want to see, who they are. I mean, all the way down to, you know, the personality that you want to take online. One of the big things that we talked about when we really dove into Uh, Instagram is what type of celebrity would we be if we were a celebrity? Who would we be? Do we want to be a, you know, Bruno Mars who, you know, my father who's in his sixties when he saw the Super Bowl uh, performance of Bruno, he goes, man, that guy's really good. I'd go see him in concert. You know, somebody that will then also lend itself to, you know, a 15 year old that would go, wow, I want to go see Bruno Mars in concert. So knowing audience, the content that they really want to see, and then the tone and voice that you want to take. And I think the, the big thing, and this is the second piece, is give people a reason to follow you. That's where a lot of businesses and accounts kind of fail is that 
they don't really have a strong strategy to keep people and to give people a reason to hit that follow button. For example, with one of the brands inside of the company that I had previously worked for, they are an athletic and fitness brand. Well, on Instagram, they would do custom workouts and show people, you know, training situations of how to use their product. So that was their reasoning for getting people to follow them. So you have to really think about who the audience is and what kind of things you can present that maybe nobody else is presenting. Absolutely. You know, I think of Facebook and Twitter as networking tools. Can you network on Instagram as easily? Oh, yeah. I, I would say uh, in my time, so I grew the the brand that I was working on was called Force Field, and, and it was uh, a sneaker cleaning brand for kids that are lining up for the next Air Jordan release and, you know, spending hundreds of dollars on sneakers. Um, and I would uh, tell you that I spent more time DMing back and forth between other accounts and people and networking than actually producing content that the end audience would see. And so it is certainly a network play. And, and I know that uh, I'll bring up some memories for you, you know, where we where we were in Rainmakers together of it's all about, you know, how you can help somebody. And so I would I would DM, you know, an account that had a large following of other sneakerheads, basically people that we also want to be um, in front of and offer opportunities to partner up. So basically, you know, giving first, you know, then asking for something in return a little bit later. That's a really cool strategy. And you don't see as much of that. It seems like everybody is, I get a lot of offers for people who want to post their blog post on my website. But when I suggest doing a blog exchange, they go dark. Two-sided, if you really want this to work, you need you need to give as much as, as you expect people to do for you. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because at you know, when we first started, there was a base of 10,000 followers. But I mean, if you look at some of the large accounts that are, you know, in hundreds of thousands, if not over, you know, a couple million people, sometimes you kind of feel like a small fish. But I think just the opportunity and the offer to, you know, for somebody to partner up and being willing to say, hey, you know, I will post this on my page as well, or we are happy to produce, you know, a piece of content for you that would be original in exchange. Um, so yeah, definitely no matter the size of your account, you can always offer value to somebody who's like a level up from you. Can you do offers and promotions? Do they work on Instagram? Yeah, they do work. It's it's a tricky thing. Um, so one of the ways that we grew the account, we went from 10,000 to 50,000 in just under a year. Uh, we gave away rare sneakers. And so we we understood and basically went after what our audience really coveted, you know, so what was important to them. And, and we know that our product at a $15 price point, somebody's not going to be super jazzed about winning a free product, maybe a little bit, but it's not going to grow the account. So what we would do is, I mean, I hate to tell you how much we spent on a single pair, but it was at the most expensive shoe we gave away was 2,500 bucks. So, I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, the audience was really coveting. Uh, it's important to them. They really want it. And it's a rare pair of shoes and they are willing to give you a follow for that shoe. And so the strategy there is we would go find three or four different accounts that had large followings, couple hundred thousand 
um, you know, other fellow sneaker collectors that we wanted to be in front of. We would create the content and all of us would post at the same time. And so the rules generally would be, you know, follow all of the accounts, us included. And then you would have to like and comment. Sometimes we would make them comment and tag two to three other people so it would grow. We actually found that when when you didn't make somebody do that, they were more apt to joining. They would just like it and then make a comment with their shoe size. Because one of the things that we had to do is not necessarily tell people what size shoe it was. Uh, because if we said, hey, it's a 10 and a half, then that's going to exclude a lot of people. So we had to pre-purchase the shoe knowing it was a certain size and then throw everybody who matched that size into a random generator and select the winner. And by doing this, we actually grew the Instagram account from 10,000 to 50,000 people in under a year. That's amazing. You know, one of the things I'm sure a lot of businesses are sitting there thinking that a $2,500 prize might be too large for them. I think you you might be able to do it with things that are less expensive as long as it's relevant for your audience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as long as it's relevant, as long as it's, uh, you know, something that they value as important to, um, you know, for example, at Audio Advice, you know, where I'm currently at, we're, we're kind of taking the same page out of the playbook. We give away a couple hundred dollar pair of headphones. Um, you know, we, we've kind of inched up into the upper echelon of a $1,700, you know, sound system and TV. But generally, you know, kind of the sweet spot is under $1,000. But I mean, you could, you know, if you were a real estate agent or somebody like that, I mean, you could give away a spa package valued at $150 you know, team up with other people in the community to kind of give that away. Um, I think as long as it's important to the end user and they understand that, yes, you know, they're following, um, you know, for the chance to win that, really the, the value is inside of what the consumer deems valuable. One thing that we did kind of find is that people would unfollow us after the contest. So there's there's something to be said that you're going in understanding that, you know, there's the tricky part there of balancing, um, you're building a following based on people wanting to get something for free. And so it's sort of what content are you going to deliver immediately after to keep them engaged? Awesome. You know, when you're talking about followers, one of the things that we see a lot of people do is look at maybe partnering with influencers. What do you think the pros and cons of working with influencers can be? Um, so the pros is that it certainly works. You know, an, in, a true influencer is going to have an audience that is very engaged, you know, whatever they post and uh, kind of have an authoritative voice on their following is going to listen to it. And if they're posting about your brand and they have a true and authentic uh, position, then their following is going to also like your brand. Uh, I think one of the things to look for when working with influencers, that's a little bit of a cautionary flag is do they move from brand to brand? For example, um, you know, we worked with a few micro influencers, you know, people that had less than 25,000 followers in one week, they would post about us. And then the next week they'd post about a different shoe cleaning brand or a different, you know, related product. And it, they really were just going after that hundred dollar, you know, Hey, thanks for posting $250, three post. Uh, kind of contracts, but good partnerships with influencers are going to be those that you actually sign a longer term deal. Uh, so we actually signed a one year contract with a gentleman 
who has over a, a million YouTube subscribers and over 100,000 Instagram followers. And that actually really works because one, he's got a huge fan base, but two, we can produce really good content over time. And he's actually, by doing that, coming off as more believable that he actually backs our product. That absolutely makes a lot of sense. And we actually have another conversation in the feed. It's an interview with Shane Barker that talks more about some of the pros and cons. So exactly what you're saying is exactly what he also alluded to. Yeah, and I think the the last little cautionary flag is followers. Uh, You want to make sure that the followers are actually authentic and real. I think some of the people that we get approached by, when you start to look at the follower base, you start to see, okay, you purchased 10,000 you know, robots to follow you and the, your numbers are not truly what they say that they are. Absolutely. Will, I cannot believe the time has just flown. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I appreciate you asking me. It's great to kind of catch up after all these years of me moving down uh, to North Carolina. And again, thanks for having me. Awesome. If you've enjoyed Will's comments and conversation, if you'd like to learn more about some of these topics, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz and look for other episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts.